morning, good evening, good afternoon, and welcome back to the Candy Bag B. Well, hello there. Welcome back. <laughs> so, uh, hey y'all, I'm back for another episode. So, before we get into the bullshit, let's do the business, and then we're going to get to it. So, if you'd like to contact me, you can reach me at itsthecandybagbee at gmail.com, on Facebook at thecandybagbee, all caps, and on Instagram, thecandybag underscore bee. If, excuse me, if you have any questions, um, you want my opinion on something, or whatever it is, just... I'll let you girl, and I got you. Uh, so, um, tonight, I gotta readjust. Uh, sorry about that. <clears throat> there we go. Okay, so tonight, what we're gonna be discussing is raising a bar. And I gotta tell the story first, and then we'll get into the conversation itself because. This story is how this topic came about. Um, so last weekend was Valentine's Day weekend, and I love everything about Valentine's Day weekend or Valentine's Day. Um, I was never like the girl in high school who had a boyfriend to do all those things. And yes, I'm drinking to do all those things for her. So... You know, I never experienced it. And for a very long time, I disliked Valentine's Day in general. Mm. But when I became an adult and I started dating and got a little bit more serious and in relationships and stuff, um, I started to like it. But I, there were times I, I felt like it was never really, it wasn't presented in the way that I would have preferred to receive it let me say that and that's not taken away from anything that anyone previously have done they just you know did what they knew to do but you know growth maturity you know learning a little bit more about what I like I am better able to articulate um like what I like, what I need, what I want, you know, shit like that. So anyway, um, my partner, great guy, uh, planned a weekend for us, like a little, little weekend staycation. So here's the deal with me. I like surprises. However, I do not want to know what the surprise is but I do want to know that there is a surprise <laughs> and that stresses him the fuck out that puts on the pressure and I don't I don't I really don't understand why he gets so like flustered and stuff or you know thinking that is this right because he always does an amazing like amazing job like he is thoughtful and he plans things like, 
I should I should feel away, but I don't. Like he's a better planner than I am. And I'm not sure how I feel about that, but I am sure that I like it. <laughs> so it's one of those uh reciprocal things, you know. Finally, you know, I'm I'm I have a partner who reciprocates in a way that uh, I am able to see and receive. <coughs> Excuse me. So, yeah. Anyway, so uh, he asked me to be to his place by four last Friday. And I'm like, okay, cool. But in my head, I'm thinking we're just going to stay at his place and whatever it is he has planned. You know, it's probably in the area. This is what I'm thinking, right? Uh, so I was wrong. Um, I pull up park now preface. I always take a suitcase when I spend the weekend with him because I am the ultimate overpacker and I just got to be prepared for everything and then nothing at all. So I pull up, I get out before I can get to the door. He opened it. He's fully dressed. He got shoes on and I'm like, that's odd. Okay. So I go in, I put my stuff down. We greet each other, each other as we normally would. And then he turns around and he leaves back out, but he's humming. He's not a hummer. Like he's not a kind of dude. You know what I'm saying? But he was humming. He doesn't realize that he was humming, but he was. So I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So he go back out and he get the stuff out of my truck because usually he just brings my stuff in. But he didn't this time. He took my stuff out of his truck and put it in his. And I was like, oh, are we going somewhere? <laughs> so I'm trying to like, <laughs> you know, like um, hone in, like, you know, like, keep my excitement to a minimum to not freak him out but on the inside I'm like oh my god yes oh my god oh my god yes ah. right because I'm like a two six year old girls who haven't seen each other in a while and they're just screaming that's how it was on the inside that's what she said he said mm. so we get to driving I still have no idea where we're going I'm just, I'm just, I'm there. I'm in the passenger seat and I'm going to be pretty and I'm going to sit there. So we're talking and whatever. And he asked me a couple questions and did I want to eat first or drink or whatever. And sir, I'm here. You, whatever, whatever you want to do first is what we're going to do first. If y'all can hear that train, it's loud as fuck. I don't know if y'all can hear it, but I can. All right. So, right. So we're driving. And then we get on 400 and I'm like, hmm, right? Wheels are turning. Now, last year we had, uh, he got us a room uh, in the 400 area, the perimeter area. And I was like, oh, are we doing that again? Are we going back to the same place? Like that was a beautiful room. It was, it was absolutely beautiful. But then we passed by it and I was like, oh, oh shit. It's something new. <laughs> so. 
you know, I'm trying to like, you know, keep the conversation going. So I'm not showing how fucking excited I am right now. So we head to the North Point area and we pull up to the hotel that he got for us for the weekend. And I was like, okay, well now, so, all right, we get there (laughs) now. Everywhere I go, I got to pee when I get there. That That's just a part of my me marking my territory. That's just how I feel now. Because literally, everywhere I go, I am in a tizzy when we park because I got to go pee. Anyway, so I get in, he go get the room keys, come back. I run up to the room while he's getting the stuff together to bring it up. And I got to pee. So I go tizzy. He come in the room and was, he was like, this is supposed to be a king. It was a double queen. And I was like, okay. All right. So we leave out the room. He goes back downstairs <laughs> to the front desk. He get the room changed. We go to another floor. Go to another room. Open the door. Same thing. Two queens. And it's supposed to be a king. <laughs> so then he go back downstairs. But before he left, I said, listen, I want you to tell the front front desk guy, little Ruben Stuttle, that if I got to come down there, I won't have a smile on my face when I get there. So this is the last time that you are coming down there, that you are going down there, because he won't get the right room. Came back, right room. We were a couple of doors now. So fine. All right. Go in. Beautiful space. Nice and spacious view. Nice view, too. Um, So he was like, well, we just need to put our stuff down. And then we head back out. And I'm like, cool. Put my stuff down. We head back on out. Sashay my little ass down that hallway. We get back in the truck. And we driving. So we riding. Now, I haven't been out that way in a very, very long time. I used to work out there. But there's no reason for me to be in Alpharetta for real. You know what I'm saying? Like on a day-to-day basis. Well, then I see that we're going to the Avalon. And I'm like, oh, I like the Avalon. It's like a uh, upscale Atlantic station. Uh, so we look up a parking. And I'm like, okay, yeah, they, they actually got a lot more stuff out here now than the last time I went. The last time I went was 2019, uh, birthday for my birthday. So we get out, we walk in, holding hands, you know, just I'm just excited in general. I have no idea where we're going, okay? Well, then we started walking towards Sephora. And then we get to the door, and then he opens the door. And I have a very, very confused look on my face because I'm trying to figure out, well, why are we in Sephora? Because um, I just moved a couple months ago, and a bitch still trying to get back on her feet. <laughs> And I ain't got no Sephora money. I love Sephora, but I ain't got no money for it. And we walk in and I'm, I know I got to be looking at him really, really crazy because I'm confused. I don't understand why we're there. Like, why did you bring me here? Because I ain't got the money for this shit. So then he says, um, well, you know, so about between, you know, this amount and this amount, that's the budget. And I was like, what? I, I'm not understanding what you're saying to me. And he was like, 
oh, okay, well, between this amount and this amount is your budget. Whatever it is you want to get, you get. You can take your time. I'm in no rush. I'm going to step out just for a minute to go see if I can find something for us to snack on while you're shopping. And then I'll be back. So I'm like, wait a minute. <clears throat> Hold up. So what you're saying to me is that I have, so you, I can get whatever within this amount, like and I was trying to hold it together because I've never had that done for me before. That's honestly like one of my, that was one of my uh, fairy tale dream things. Like, you know, my partner takes me to a place that I like to go and says, hey, here's your budget. Go for it. He didn't know that, but it, it was. That was something that I desired from a partner and he did it. But what he said to me was, you know, I know how much you love Sephora. I know this is your favorite place to get makeup and your brushes and all of that stuff. You haven't been in about a year. First of all, how the fuck he remember I haven't been in a year? All right now. Cool. He said, you haven't been in about a year and I just wanted to do something for you. Because I know how much you like makeup and stuff. And I am trying to hold it together as best I can. I hug him and I, I cried. I, I shared a couple thug tears <laughs> because that was, it was very um, special. That, that was very thoughtful to, to know that my partner knows that much, knows me that well to remember when the last time I was able to even get any makeup or that this is my favorite place to go to plan the day so I could go. It, it, it was just, it was like positively overwhelming, emotionally overwhelming in a good way. So um, I was able to get a couple things and because I am who I am, I was kind of trying to stay like well below the budget because I'm very respectful of people's finances. Listen, you work hard for your money and I am going to respect that. I'm not, I'm not going to get as close. I'm not going to get close to that because you can get that money. You know, that's, that's extra money that go back to you. I can get a couple things and I'll be all right. And he asked me, he said, are you trying to keep yourself from getting close to the budget? And I was like, uh, maybe. And he was like, don't do that. Get what you want. That's why I brought you here. And I was like, shit. Fuck. Wow. Like, this is a partner that I have, like for real. God damn. So... Um, I got a couple of things that I had been wanting to replace because I uh, dropped my Fenty primer. If any woman has listened to this, you wear makeup and you use Fenty, you understand how awesome that primer is. I dropped it and I broke the top and I wanted to cry back then, but I didn't, but I wanted to. So anyway, 
We leave there. We go to a brewery because I like brews. He likes brews. So we ordered pizza. He went and picked it up. We had wings. We just sat, talked, laughed, ate our pizza. It was a it was a great day. Like it was just the perfect day. Cause I was off work that day too. Um No, I wasn't. I did a, I, I got off at twelve thirty. That's what it was. I got off at twelve thirty. And it was just like a great end to a wonderful day. I was like full. My heart was just full and I was full of gratitude and appreciation and respect for the person that is my person that is in my life. So, uh, needless to say, it was a great ending to a great night. And yeah, yeah. I think y'all know where I'm going with that. Anywho, Saturday we get up. I ask him, okay, what time I need to be ready by? Okay, cool, great. Got my outfit together. We get on out here. I still don't know. I don't know anything. I prefer not to know, so I'm excited and shit because I like surprises. So we get to this uh, black-owned seafood restaurant out in Alpharetta called Favors and Flavors. Nigga shit, but it's good nigga shit. First of all, their food is good as fuck. Well, the restaurant part was closed, but on the other end of like the little plaza, they have like a cigar bar and lounge. So they said, well, you can go there, order your food, and then we'll bring it up to you. So we go in, we sit down. Here is where the title of this podcast comes from. So he and I sit down at the bar. The bartender is a woman. And so we order drinks and she was like, what y'all, you know, what do y'all live in the area? Like what area you from? And, you know, we tell her what, what side of town we're from. And she was like, well, what bring y'all up this way this weekend? And we're like, well, we're doing a early Valentine's Day celebration. And he started, you know, telling her kind of, you know, what his plans were. And she was like, oh, what y'all do yesterday? So he begins to tell her what happened yesterday. But I didn't like the way he was downplaying what he did for Sephora and the brewery and all of that. I ain't like that. Like, sir, what you did was absolutely fucking amazing. And you're not going to downplay that shit. And I was like, pause. Let, let, let me finish this story. Girl, let me tell you what he did. We went to Sephora. He, he planned for us to go to Sephora for me to go to Sephora okay he gave me a budget and I could get what I wanted within that budget and she was like what wow there's some men who don't even know what Sephora is and you know so I think he was able to see that in his mind he wished that he could have done more and to me as a receiver I'm like this is more than I've ever received like your this is all I can do is my million dollars you know what I'm saying like wow that I'm still kind of like god damn like wow he really thinks wow okay I'm I'm with that shit. So, you know, we chit-chatting, talking or whatever, and I'm all googly-eyed and all that shit. Well, 
we're going to call this gentleman Versace sweater because he had on the Versace sweater. <laughs> now, remember, it's a cigar bar and lounge, but it's like 2 p.m. And it's three women, me, the bartender, and another one of the bartenders, and the rest of guys. But it wasn't maybe, it was about one, two, three, like five or six guys. Well, Mr. Versace sweater was sitting behind us. Now, as we're telling the story about Sephora and how special that was to me, like, you know, Sephora is like the Gucci Louis Vuitton of makeup stores because they sell everything in there. Perfume, makeup, brushes, all kind of shit. Out of this nigga's mouth, Mr. Mr. Versace sweater, he says, hey, man, you setting the bar too high. How are you going to be able to keep up with that? You making it hard on the other brothers out here. Yeah, that's 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 what he said out of his mouth. That nobody asked him for. Nobody asked him for his opinion, but he gave it to us anyway. But when he said that, I was like, uh, no, the fuck he is not setting the bar too high. And yes, the fuck he will be able to maintain this. And I don't give a motherfuck. About whatever dudes he's setting the bar too high for. They don't have nothing to do with me. So, you know, we continued on and we finished our day and we went to a winery after that. And I looked at some animals and recorded it and took some pictures for a friend of mine who absolutely loved animals. She should have been Dr. Doolittle ass. And, but what he said resonated with me. What Mr. Versace sweater said resonated with me and it bothered me at the same time. And here's why. As an outsider, sir, as, as the person who is not in this relationship, why is it your concern of how high he's setting the bar with the person that he's with or himself? Why is that so much your concern that you felt the need to express that? Why do you care? Also, he was married. Okay. So I'm like, damn. Is that how you feel about your wife? You gonna you gonna you gonna bullshit her? As to not set the bar too high? So she learns to accept the bare minimum? Or some basic, basic ass shit from you. But I, but I bet you want the world. I bet you want her to give 100% effort in everything she do for you. Meanwhile, you lowballing her. My bad, I hit the mic. So, now I have some questions. For everyone, since I led up to it. Remember, this is the title of this podcast is Raising a Bar. So, why is he looking out for, quote unquote, the next man? So, I don't know if he assumed that we were just dating and not in a relationship. But no matter what his assumption is, sir, why are you concerned with what this man is doing for the woman that he's with. Sir, why is your 
why is it your concern that he finds me worthy enough to do those things for? Why do you care? Why would you say that out the side of your neck? Who the fuck asked you? Nobody. 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 So why you care? You don't have a chance with me. He don't have a chance with me over there. That one don't have a chance with me over there. And that one don't have a chance with me over there. So why in the motherfuck does it matter to you how that man views me? How special I am to him? What the fuck does that have to do with you? And why do you feel the need to make sure that you express the fact that, hey, she might be all that, all that to you, but she ain't all that to us. So you need to bring that shit down so she will accept the bare minimum from us. Because if you keep doing that for her, you know what's going to happen. She's going to have high self-esteem. She ain't going to accept our bullshit. She's not going to accept less than what she feels she deserves. And what we don't want is that. That's how I received it. Whether that was the intent or not, that's how it was received by a woman. Now, fellas, I don't know if, you know, y'all going to have to tell me if that's kind of like your logic. which And if it is, it's fine. It's cool. That can be your logic. Because everyone, men and women, we have our own scale uh, on how... And what we value in a person based off of, you know, our value of that person depends on what we do or do not do for him or her or they or she or it or child, whatever your pronouns are and whatever letters you choose. So I was like, so are women not supposed to like have a standard? Like. Are we not supposed to have like requirements and expectations on how we want to be treated by a man? I I just couldn't understand. Well, so you have a wife, like you, you have a woman that you chose to propose to, you chose to marry. And I don't know if they have children or anything, but hmm, just because she may not be worthy enough to you or deserving enough to you to do something like that. Why does that then have to translate to every single man that you know, every black man that you know, like, hey, 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 hey. If I'm not doing that shit for my wife, why are you doing this for a woman you're not married to? Let's... Let's sit in that for a minute. So because I don't value my wife the way you do your partner, your your unmarried partner. You need to bring that shit down because I married her and I don't view her like that. So how in the hell are you viewing this woman you're not married to higher than how I view my own wife. Well, because he can. 
if you don't value your wife, sir, if there's a certain limit or, you know, whatever you feel you are or will not do, will or will not do for her, that literally has nothing to do with no other men at all, none whatsoever. The same way that what he does or doesn't do for me is no concern of yours. Because guess what? The money he make, you didn't help him make that. You didn't go to that job for him, work those hours, and then direct deposit that check into his account. You, you're you not with me. You ain't fucking me. You ain't sucking me. You ain't doing none of that. You don't even know my name. Hmm. So why you here? Is it because like, nigga, how the fuck, how dare you value a black woman like that? Is that what it is? How dare you value a woman? How dare you? What us regular niggas supposed to do if you doing all these old fancy shit for her? What us regular niggas supposed to do? Because if you have a woman thinking that she deserves more, I don't feel like she deserved that. So now I got to work harder to get that shit or I got to bring her down and make her feel like she didn't deserve that top tier shit in the first place. So, bitch, you need to, <laughs> you need to humble yourself because you don't deserve all that. But it's like, okay, all right, cool. If you feel the woman you're with doesn't deserve what you consider effort, thoughtfulness, so on and so forth, why are you with her? So only you get the benefits of what she doing for you. The cooking, the cleaning, kids, and laundry, and half of the bills, or whatever, whatever. And and it's essentially, <laughs> you doing shit for her that I don't want to do for her. And I am not going to do for her. But I don't want you to do it for her either. I'm not going to do that shit. But I don't want you to do it either. Because if you do it, then she's going to know that she's worth that and she deserves that. Which means she's going to start looking at me sideways. Which means you causing issues in my shit. Because now she values herself a little bit more by the way you treat her. And if she values herself more, that means this going to cause issues with us. Because now she's going to be like, well, if if he can do that, then why the fuck can't you? Mm. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. All right. <sighs> so, we're going to get into some definitions because, as you all know, I love words. And words mean things. And I love a good definition. I don't know if y'all can hear it. That's my music. Hold on. Mm-hmm. 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 Ooh. Mufasa. Ooh. <laughs> hmm. Okay, so... <clears throat> The first word is standard. <clears throat> this definition is a noun. 
And what it means is, the definition is a level of quality or attainment. That is the noun form of standard. It is a level of quality or attainment. Okay. Adjective. I don't know why I can't say this word tonight. Adjective. God damn. I had to say it fast. I couldn't say it slow. Um, So the definition of standard as an adjective is used or accepted as normal. Raising the bar. So. A noun of standard is a level of quality or attainment. The adjective is used or accepted as normal. So the standard is normal. These are the normal things that I will accept. This is just like the baseline. You know what I'm saying? Talk to me like you got some sense. Be respectful. Understanding, caring, patient, you know, whatever this woman's standard is, you know, to to even converse with her. Whatever that is, that's her standard. That's her baseline. That's his baseline. Because there are women who only, you know, view men in a certain way and his worth is dependent upon how much money he makes or how big his dick is or what his stroke like or, you know, you know, it's a number of things for women. It's just like it's a number of things for men. So worth The definition of worth as an adjective is equivalent in value to the sum or item specified. That's an adjective. Okay. A noun for worth, this description, definition is a noun. The value, the value equivalent to that of someone or something under consideration The level at which someone or something deserves to be valued or rated. I'm going to read that last one again. The noun. Worth as a noun. Is the value equivalent to that of someone or something under consideration. So my worth is the value equivalent to that of me being under consideration to someone else. Also, the level at which someone or something deserves to be valued or rated. So, standard is personal. The standard is personal. This is how I want to be treated. That's my standard right there. Baseline. But the worth is how someone else views you. Based off of how they feel you deserve to be rated or valued. Hmm. So when we talk about worth, because that is how the other person values you or rates you. It's subjective. It's, it's, there's a wide range 
of worth from person to person, partner to partner, based off of whatever their standards are, whatever their life experiences have been, whatever their lived experiences have been, and or based off of where they want to be in life with you. That's your worth to them. The difficult part in being in relationships is being in relationships is <laughs> when you actually see how much someone, what your worth is to them. Excuse me. <coughs> That's the hard part to accept because, you know, we can feel that worth should be reciprocal, right? But it's not. A lot of times it's not. In my experience, how I view someone and how they view me doesn't necessarily equal up. It hasn't in a way that I was able to receive. Let me say that. That person may have thought that they were expressing their worth reciprocally in a, in a reciprocitical form. And I literally just made that word up. That is not a word at all. Um, but experiencing how someone does or doesn't value you is an eye opener. That ain't something we necessarily want to, um, admit to. That's kind of like, you know what, pull the rug over my eyes because I hear what you're saying, but I see what you're doing. So out of your mouth, you may say you value me and I'm worthy, so on and so forth. But your actions are kind of saying something completely different. So in that aspect, for you, this is not a question that I, I can answer for you. You ain't even got to tell me to answer. So is it easier for you to accept the verbal explanation of your worth or the active version of your worth from your person to you? And that just depends on if you... <clears throat> prefer words over actions and you know it honestly just depends on what your love language is for me mine is acts of service so uh you can say a lot but the words and the actions better be lighting up and if they not ugh, i don't really give a damn what you say because your actions aren't showing me anything else other than what is actually showing me I think we've all been in a relationship where we did not feel valued by our partner. The realization of not being valued in the way that we desire to be valued uh, is eye-opening. It can be heartbreaking. But from there, you got to decide what's more important, how I view myself 
or how I'm viewed by this person. Do I feel I'm worthy of certain things? Or am I only worthy of the things my person says I'm worthy of? Which one matters the most? That's what you got to figure out. So when when we are speaking in reference to standards and worth those two things also come with growth and emotional maturity so um I'm 41 and my standard and how I view my worth has changed since my 20s. She is since my 30s. And for someone who met me in my 20s versus someone who met me in my 30s versus someone who meets me in my 40s, those are three different experiences. But I'm still the same person. I've just had I just have like a lived experiences that have led me to either step it up, feel I deserve more, or like take some things away. Like, and eh, that really ain't that, that's, that's really not that important to me. So I can kind of take that off the list. Um, So, Mr. Um, Kevin Samuels has this high-value man thing that he is pumping into the minds of men who make $15 an hour. No shade. Um, but if you are the $14, $15 an hour nigga that also feels he deserves... Uh, Whatever his version of a 10 is, but gets upset with her because she's not uh, attracted to him based off of whatever her specific requirements, standards, and worth is. Um, now we have a bunch of niggas out here who hate women. But it ain't got nothing to do with Kevin Samuels. It has something to do with their insecurities and how they view themselves based off of the type of woman that they are attracted to who, who could be more than likely out of their league. And I don't care what nobody say. You know who in the fuck is out of your league. We know it. We, we know. We, as much as we do not want to admit it, you know when somebody is out of your league or not. How you handle that is a different story. There is no way that a man who is not what we call a six-figure nigga wants to be with a chick who's used to dating basketball players and football players and, you know, 
wealthy men. Mm, like, sir, I feel like you really, you, you playing yourself right now, but you know what? Do your thing, playboy. If you feel like you can get that woman, do your thing, playboy. However, don't get mad when she don't want you. Don't, 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 don't do that. I'm not going to go on a rant about that shit. But what I am going to say is, I've been hearing a lot of if a woman has two or three kids by two or three men, right? She doesn't deserve, she does not deserve to be with a high earner. I've heard men say this out of their mouths. Like, she don't deserve to be with no nigga who, you know, got money like that, who makes six figures. That's a, that's a ready-made family. And most men want, you know, want to marry someone and start their own family. They don't want to be taking care of no other man's kids. And it's like, well, nigga, didn't your, didn't your stepdaddy take care of you? Oh, you didn't have one of them. Oh, okay. 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 All right. So what you're saying is your mama is the, so your mama is the kind of woman that you're talking about, but you can't see that because that's your mama. Oh, okay. Now my partner would say that I'm being petty, and I am, because <laughs> I'm sick of the shit. So I do. Uh. It is disheartening to hear men say that if a woman has multiple children by multiple men that she is not worthy or deserving of a better man because you let that you let that sorry nigga skeet in you and he didn't even want to marry you so why in the fuck would I want to marry you you got two niggas you hate. Why you procreating with, with, with men that don't want to marry you? And my question always is, first of all, did your daddy marry your mama? And if so, are they still together? Okay. Two, um, did you marry your baby mama? How many kids you got? How many different women you got? How, how many different women? Did you marry her? Did you make her a wife? And if you did make her a wife, are y'all still together? Okay. All right. So what what is projected is, is that women are not supposed to desire more. Once you have however many kids by however however many men you supposed to stay right there because bitch you don't deserve nothing else that's it and you damn sure do not deserve to be with a single man who's never been married and doesn't have any children you definitely do not deserve to be with that man because why in the hell would he want you why would he want to be with a woman who already got however many kids by however many men why he don't have to pick you. 
His pickings ain't slim. Yours is slim. His is not. Because he's single. He ain't got no kids. He never been married. And again, my question would be to that man. Hmm. Okay. Would you feel the same if it was your daughter? If it was your mother? If it's your favorite auntie? If it was your favorite cousin, would you feel the same way? Or does that not matter because they're related to you? So because the woman is related to you, they should have higher standards versus the woman that you with or want to get with or... Slight tangent. I really wish uh, men and women would stop weaponizing marriage and attempting to humble a woman by saying that ain't nobody going to marry your ass or don't nobody want to marry you or you ain't going to never get married like that. Like marriage is the end all be all. Like once you get married, life just magically gets better no the fuck it does not it ain't bad but that shit you got to put some work in and both people got to be willing to put in 100 percent effort intent communication let's make the same work marriage is a good goal to aspire to but that ain't the only goal okay because after you get the ring then what after you spend all that money change your name over and, you know, then what? Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Moving along. So, another question that you don't necessarily have to answer to me, but just think about it. Why is it that example? And then I'll ask the question. Example. Um, I'm a single woman. Making no decent amount of money. Don't have any children. On my age that I am, you know, 41. And I meet a dude who has like four kids. He's been married, divorced. Same age as I am, 41. Got a good job. And I tell my homegirls about him and, oh my God, he's so amazing. And, you know, he got four kids and he's divorced and so on and so forth. And then my homegirl is like, why the fuck are you talking to that nigga? Girl, just fuck the nigga and move on. Girl, he got four kids. He already been divorced. You ain't got no kids. You ain't ever been married. Why the fuck do you want a nigga that already pretty much damaged goods? And it's like, well, why the fuck does it matter to you? Why? Why you care? Because at the end of the day, I'm the one, I am the one that got to be with this person. 
if this is what I choose to deal with, if this is, why does your worth, let me, let me work this right. Why do I have to accept your reason as to why this man is unworthy or worthy because of the way you view him? So in your mind, you think he ain't worth your time. He ain't worth this. He ain't worth that. Because that's how you feel. You feel based off of these amount of things that he has going on in his life that he's not worth. He wouldn't be worth your specific specific time. But what if he's worth mine? Am I not allowed to explore that? Or should I just agree with what you said because of whatever your standards and worth is? You know, however you view a man and whatever standards or expectations you have of him. Why do I have to accept your expectations of what you will and won't deal with in my relationship. Because I'm not you. Yes, you're my friend, but I'm not you. You're not me. So if I, as your friend, follow your rules and your, your um, you know, check boxes of what you deem worthy or not. But what if those don't line up with what I need and what I desire? Why the fuck is it any of your concern? If I'm going to be head over heels for a, for, for a nigga and be dumb as fuck, guess what? It don't matter what you say, I'm going to still be head over heels and dumb as fuck. You can give support. You can be a supportive friend and be like, bitch, you dumb. But what they do, girl? I mean, I guess, child. Adults going to adult. They going to do what the fuck they want to do. So, next thing is, so let's say I, I used to like, you know, dope boys and thugs and shit in my 20s. Or, you know, I used to behave in a specific way in my 20s and my 30s. But now, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not 30. You know, I ain't 20 no more. And my uh, desires have changed. Why is it, well, you used to like that. You used to like thug-ass niggas. Oh, oh, okay. But I, I don't anymore. So are you saying that because I used to, I should always? I can't change. I can't mature. I can't grow. I can't, I can't desire more. Is that what you're saying? But that's how people view our worth based off of where they think we should be or where we used to be or our past experiences, which I understand. I, I, I get that. But by constantly reminding someone of what they used to do and what they used to be, and especially if they're not that person anymore, are you really being a friend to them? Are you accepting their growth or are you only seeing them as the person that they used to be? Hmm. That's going to transition into my, um, 
details in just a minute. So, <laughs> ooh, that who gonna check me gonna be a, gonna be a doozy too. So, in closing, I'm I'm got to uh, I'm gonna give the benediction and pass the collection plate around. In closing, church. What is your standard? What is your worth? How do you view yourself? Do you feel you're worthy of whatever your checkbox list checkbox list is? And is it reasonable? Is it realistic? And are you able to reciprocate what you expect and what you require? So if you have requirements and your partner has requirements, are you able to reciprocate in a way that they can receive said expectations and requirements? Hmm. Hmm. Maybe I'll do one on expectations and requirements. Let me write that down. Ooh, cha. Handwriting. Horrible this late. All right, so we're going to take a pause for the calls. And then we're going to get back with the detail. Ooh. All right, so we bike. And we are on to the details and I would like to thank my partner for reminding me of this <laughs> that sounds so fucking wild but we literally we, we can talk about anything um of reminding me about this story because I be struggling with my details because it's a bunch of my whole shit that I just cannot remember at this point but every now and then something to spark a memory and I'm like oh that was some whole shit I need to tell everybody about that. <laughs> My whole days were amazing. I had a wonderful time. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful whole time. All right. So this dictate. Oh, oh, my God. All right. So. Um, okay. So. Uh, 2000. Two, one, two, one, one, two. Okay, let me tell you. It was, it was, was it Visions or Kaya? Okay, so if y'all from here, if y'all from Atlanta, and you were clubbing in the early 2000s, and 112, they moved 112 from Cheshire Bridge to Peachtree Street, all right? I cannot remember at what point Club Kaya changed over to Visions. Anyway, me and my cousin was hanging out one night, 
and ran into a group of guys. One of them was cute. We gonna call this nigga, what did I call him? Lake House Freak Fest. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. So, Lake House Freak Fest. I meet him. Me and my cousin meet him and a couple of his homeboys, right? So, these are my good hoeing days. You know what I'm saying? So, did we go back there? I can't remember if we went back. If we followed, we did. We followed them back. Damn, we was on some reckless shit. So, we followed them back to Lake House Freak Fest House. Okay. So, if I recall, it was one, two, three. It was like five of them, me and my cousin, and then some other niggas invited some other chicks over there, which didn't have shit to do with me because I don't give a fuck who you fucking at. I know who I came here to. I know who I came here to fuck. And if you want to fuck him before I do or after I do, that literally has nothing to do with me. What I know is, is that I'm going to get the dick too. If you want to be mad about it, okay, girl, you're going to have to fight him and not me because that is not my man. Okay, that that dick don't belong to me. It belonged to me for as long as I'm on it. And then when I'm off of it, girl, you go ahead, have fun. Okay, anyway. So, me and Lake House Freak Fest, we do our thing, right? Now, let me also add this, and this is petty, but it, it means something. He's a, He stutters. Okay. I just need to say that, all right? So, from what I remember... I might have enjoyed it. Don't know. I know there was liquor involved. So, a couple times later, he and I had sex. Now, it's not anything that I would write home to mama about, but it was okay. You know what I'm saying? It was all right. So, if you know anything about me, and if you heard my previous podcast, I have this thing where I want to always be remembered, but then I be mad because a nigga remember some shit from like 20 years ago like why, why the fuck do you still remember that well bitch it's because you made sure that you would be remembered so you can't be in your you you can't be getting smart with a nigga but i can because he remember you and he want that old thing back i mean i can't but i can and i am and i have and i will and i did so anyway um i transitioned over into the lifestyle in 2004 five somewhere around there well around the same time he did too and I can't re- we was kind of sort of still fucking around, but it wasn't often because, again, the dick was okay, but it wasn't anything that I'd be like, come here, bring that dick here. Come here, bring that dick here. Come here, come here. Like, it wasn't like that. So, um, he got this homeboy that he introduced me to. Around 2005, right? And the friend was finer than a motherfucker. Okay? The friend looked much better than him. Now, I ain't never been the kind of chick that, you know, don't... I, I don't mind fucking friends. I'm not in a relationship with either of you niggas. So, I can fuck you today. I can fuck him tomorrow. I can fuck you first. I can fuck him next. It don't matter. It, it didn't matter to me. Because I ain't y'all girlfriend. You ain't my boyfriend. So I don't care. Dick is dick. So 
I was like, mm, well now. So this is how Mr. Lakehouse tried to finesse himself into an, in, into some pussy. So he knew that I was feeling his homeboy. So what he did was he brought his homeboy to a weekly event that I used to go to uh, in the swinger world. If anybody listening, it was ideals. That's what we used to go every Thursday. So anyway, this particular night, he bring skinny nigga dick. That's what I'm calling him. With him. This is Lake House. Brought skinny nigga dick with him. Now, before this, I had not ever come across skinny nigga or his dick. I had seen pictures of him. I was like, who the fuck? It, who is that nigga? That's the person I need to be talking to. That's the one I need to be fucking right there. So anyway, uh, I'm feeling skinny nigga dick, but Lake House want to fuck me. I don't want to fuck him. I want to fuck his friend. So what he did was, and I, I knew very well what was happening. So pretty much it was, well, since I introduced you to my homeboy, this is Lake House, since I introduced introduced you to my homeboy you need to give me some pussy too because if it weren't for me you would have never met him and me and you was fucking first so the good thing about lake house freak fest is dick wasn't too big he didn't last that long so what maybe five minutes ten minutes bouncing on it and then okay i can move on i'm really good at writing Y'all didn't need to know that, but I said what I said. Anyway, so Lake House Freak Fest had a Tahoe, I believe. So he had a big truck and all of us around the same height. So we like six, even six, one, six, two, somewhere around there. So we get in the truck and we go like to a secluded parking lot. I actually remember this parking lot and I'll be able to point it out because I know exactly where it is because I remember that night. I might not remember a lot of nights, but that one I remember. Anywho, so, um, skinny dick, skinny nigga dick was sitting in the back seat. Lake House Freak Fest was the driver. So once we parked, I hopped on top of Lake House Freak Fest, went on and boom, 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 boom. Okay, good. He, he came, we're done. Yes, condoms were used. So then, it was time for me to get on the Reading Railroad. Who is it? Reading Rainbow. To get on the Reading Rainbow. Okay. For Mr. Skinny Nigga Dick. And, and I still remember that dick. It was beautiful. Ladies, it was beautiful. Non-binaries, queer. He... They, them, she. That shit is beautiful. Okay, it was beautiful. Thick, had girth, had length. And at the time, I had that young, that young cervix. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I had that young cervix that could take a pound. And you know what I'm saying? That shit was good. Like, great good. Okay? Like, that was some good in vehicle dick all right so we did our thing we go back to the place our rich ranch going about our business now i 
would not consider that a threesome. I would consider that we all fucked in the same space, but at different times. If you want to call it a threesome, that's fine. If you want to call it a train, that's fine as well. I'm cool with either or because it does not change the fact that I fucked two friends in the same vehicle. In the same night. Is that the rain out here? Hitting up against my window? That may not be one of them kids up. Anyway, so after that, Mr. Lake House Freak Fest felt like, because I mean, <laughs> that shit was good, that anytime his homeboy came into town, he called me and was like, hey, we hanging out tonight. Won't you come through? And I would say, your boy here? And he'd be like, yeah, we're going to be hanging out tonight. I ain't concerned about you. Is he here? Where he's staying at? Because that's the one I'm trying to get on. And then we have to go around in circles about this. Well, you know, you would have never known a nigga if I had never, you know. So so you really going to get a nigga's pussy and ain't going to give me none? Yeah. Like, literally, yes. You're not entitled to this pussy. Just because I, you introduced me to your homeboy and I fucked him. That You, you, you don't get to get this every single time just no nigga no that's not how it goes so anyway fast forward um that dick was amazing by the way ladies <clears throat> as you can tell i still remember that and that was in 2005 and we are in 2022 <coughs> now i can't remember stroke for stroke but that thing was nice anywho so I'm going to lead on out of the dick tail into kind of sort of a, a pre who going to check me and then I'll get into the full who going to check me. Okay. So as I was saying, Lake House Freak Fest remembers me from 2005. He remembers the drop that, you know, I walk around naked at parties because why not? We're the swinger party walking around naked is nothing that don't mean i'm fucking anybody but that also don't mean i have to have my, have my clothes on either so that's how he views me since then his view of me has never changed because who i was then benefit benefited what he wanted to do with me or to me and what i would do to him and with him Okay, you following me? So, throughout the years, we've kind of gone through spurts of not talking to each other because I got a life, he got a life, shit happened, he got married, I got married, he had more kids, I had more kids, and shit like that. Well, every now and then, he would contact me, reach out, hey, what's up, how, you know, you my dog, so on and so forth. Um, you know, me and my people going up to, you know, this place and, you know, it's going to be some girls like girls. You want to come hang out with us? And I'm like, nah, I'm good. And then he would say, oh, my boy going to be there. And I'm like, oh, for real? Cool. I'm still not coming, but cool. Tell him I said, what's up? So he would always try to use his homeboy to inadvertently kind of, you know, dick his way into some pussy. You know what I'm saying? Because if, you know, me and his homeboy in the act of fucking, he got a better chance of sneaking and slithering in the room and, you know, trying to, slide in versus just me and him which 
I'm not doing none of that shit. So it doesn't matter what plan you had because my plan don't involve y'all because I'm not coming. Period. So recently, um, he started contacting me again. This is Lake House Freak Fest. He started contacting me more and more. Now, back in 2019, I cussed his ass out because I ain't like the way he was talking to me. Um, and I already told him, I do not view you in any sexual way at all. I do not have any feelings for you. I do not want to date you. I do not want to fuck you. I do not want to do any of those things with you. Damn. He like, damn, that's kind of fucked up. I thought we was, I thought we was homies. We are, but that don't mean that I'm going to give you some pussy. That's, that's literally not what that means at all. And if you know me, you know, I'm very direct. I'm not going to beat around the bush with nobody. So he was very, very much aware that I was not attracted to him. I do not want to have sex with you. I won't have sex with you. I'm not hanging out with you. I'm not doing none of that shit at all. Well, anyway, my dumb ass. Boy, one night he he invited me to hang out. He said his homegirl was going to be there. We met at, uh, damn, I forgot the name of that place over by Stonecrest. Barnacles by Stonecrest. This was in 2019, by the way. And I went to hang out. No, no, no. It was just supposed to be me and him. Well, when I got there, he had another chick with him. Y'all remember I told y'all he was married, right? Okay. And I was like, oh, okay. I mean, I don't give a fuck about none of that shit. I'm, I was just coming to hang out and have some drinks. That's it. Well, what I later realized is, is that that young lady was going to be at a function that he was going to. And he invited me to come there to meet her to see if we would be attracted to each other. Because he assumed that because I am attracted to women and if I was attracted to her, that I would come to the gathering and then she and I would engage in sexual relations and then he would be be able to slither his way into my pussy again. And no, none of that is, that's not what we're going to do. So he and I were not sitting next to each other. We did not embrace. We did not touch. I didn't do none of that shit because I don't touch niggas that I don't plan on fucking. Because I don't want you to think that by me touching you, that you're going to get some of this pussy because you are not. If I touch you, if I am the one touching you, if I hug you, if I kiss you, if I receive that from you, yeah, you can get this pussy because I want you to have it. But if I'm not doing none of that, no, you don't stand a chance at all in hell. And there's nothing you could do to change my mind about it. Okay, so I'm leaving out. He walks me to my truck and he wants to hug. And I'm like, mm, like we don't hug. And that's what I said. I was like, mm, we don't hug. That's not something we do. So he hugs me. And then he tries to kiss me. And I was like, what the fuck? Nigga, if you don't unhand me right now, get, unhand me now. Oh, damn, it's like that. Yeah, because I don't, what, what the fuck are you doing? So about a week or two later, he called me and he's like, you know, I really like you. I think you like me. And, you know, I want to spend some more intimate time together. You know, we just get a, 
uh, a hotel room and just cuddle and you know I, I I want some some drop time you know I just want some time with you by myself and I said uh no no absolutely not secondly um I don't want to spend intimate time with you third I don't want you touching me four um I'm not cuddling with you five there is no drop time that that's not what you know that's not no mm -mm. I don't see you like that I don't view you in that way so no it won't be that ever I I I don't know where you got that from I, I'm not sure why why you thought that would be something but no so his response to me um was via text and he was like you know what I'm saying you you mean now like you know what what happened to the old drop that you know love to show her body like you know send me some pictures of the pussy and send me some pictures of that nigga what the what excuse me you must have a degradation kink that's the only way you coming at me like that because I feel like you knew I was gonna cuss your ass out but just so y'all know this is my fault because I continued to speak to him which made him feel like I was just playing hard to get when really I wasn't you know so about a month ago he started reaching out to me more and he started on that bullshit again and I was like hey man hey no please stop inviting me to your gatherings because I'm not coming to none of that shit I don't give a fuck who gonna be there I'm not coming Oh, oh, you ain't got to fuck nobody. Oh, I know I don't. Because you know why? I don't have to fuck nobody. Because I'm not coming anyway. You think I don't know that y'all invite in more women than the men that are coming. So the probability is higher. So it's like two to three bitches per nigga. <laughs> I was born at 12.01 p.m. August 23rd. Okay. 12.01 p.m. on that day. Not yesterday. And not today. I'm not stupid. No, I, I know what the fuck is going on. I know what will happen if I come up there. Any woman that come up there knows that you giving that pussy up to somebody. And that ain't something that I'm going to do. I ain't cooking for you niggas. I ain't cleaning up after you niggas. I'm not doing none of that shit with you niggas. Nothing. You know why? Because I'm not coming. Okay. So... I set a boundary with him and I told him, I don't, I'm not talking about sex with you. I'm not talking about any of my sexual exploits. I'm not talking about anything that I used to do in the past. I'm not talking to you about what I did at any parties. My part, I'm not talking to you about none of that shit. If we going to be associates, acquaintances, that sex is something that we're not going to talk about. He wanted to know why I did not want to talk about sex to him because that is something that he enjoyed hearing and I said to him I don't give a fuck what you enjoy hearing making sure you're pleased is not my job I don't care what pleases you I don't care what you find pleasurable I do not care so he says to me I got six bitches <laughs> six bitches right now that want to fuck and they my, they my homegirls. And they talked to me about that. They talked to me, you know, about sex. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, won't you call one of them then? 
what them six women got to do with me? I said a boundary. I said, I'm not talking to you about this shit. We'll be having a good conversation. And now you want to switch lanes and you want to talk about some shit that I said I'm not talking about. And then when I tell you, oh, I'm not talking about that. Now you're trying to manipulate and guilt trip me, trying to reverse psychology. Nigga, I'm smarter than you, first of all. So you can't convince me to lower my boundary because it's it's pleasurable to you. And if I'm your friend, I should care about what pleases you. And I said, my nigga, you got me fucked up. If you think that I care about what pleases you, what the fuck does that have to do with me? So he says to me, if your husband is not pleasing you or if you're not doing something that your husband find pleasurable you know that's the same thing as you not doing that to your friend and I said I know you're not comparing marriage to friendship I you're not doing that are you so I had to I had to my partner helped me with this one too he was like, well, I mean, you all talk pretty often, so that's your friend, right? And I was like, no, I wouldn't consider him a friend. And he was like, hmm, I mean, based off the frequency in, in which you speak, I he's not your friend? And I was like, no, if I needed something, he would not be a nigga that I called. So now... What it did was, which I'm thankful for, it caused me to reevaluate. Why do I even talk to this nigga? And that's not a bad thing. I actually appreciate his candor for, you know, laying it out there like that. Because I was like, you know what, he right. I don't, I don't consider him a friend. He's barely an acquaintance. He's, he's like point one associate. Why am I talking to him? Why do I continue to talk to somebody who consistently disrespect my boundaries? So I blocked him on everything. No, I'm not giving him an explanation. No, I don't want to hear him explain and lie and say he going to do this and he going to do that when I know better. You're not a friend. I'm not going to talk to you ever again. If ever he figures out how to contact me outside of being blocked, I'm going to block that contact as well. Because I respect your boundaries. You don't respect mine. There's a respect issue here. And it's from you to me versus me to you. So I'm going to cut it off. I do not owe him an explanation. I do not owe him the space to do better. I don't owe him the space to get it right. I don't owe him nothing. And he don't owe me nothing. And that's why I left him. However, his friend has some really good dick. Yeah, that's that's how I'm going to end that. His friend has some really good dick. All right. Hmm, I've been talking for a while. 
so we're gonna get into this who gonna check me and I am growing tired of niggas. If it was not for my partner, I would consistently, which I do, he is the anomaly because he is my partner. Um, the, not based off of all the, the, the men that I know or male presenting people that I know but there are some men out here that make me question why am I actually attracted to cis het men cisgendered hetero sexual men because they're exhausting and they're really stupid and they say the most foul shit ever and their behavior is so toxic and so disrespectful and full of audacity that I just do not understand why. Why do I have to like them? <laughs> so, oh my God. All right. So, as I stated to my partner earlier today or yesterday, because it's late as fuck. Um, I am now convinced that things happen to me purely so I can have material for this goddamn podcast. That is the only way that I can explain this. So yesterday evening, um, I had dinner with a friend. He and I hadn't seen each other in a while. We were just catching up, had dinner. Cool. I wasn't ready to go home yet. So I stopped at Dudley's. Now Dudley's has moved from Evans Mill Road over to Highway 78. And I'm by myself, which I have no issue with. I love being by myself. I love hanging out with me. We is a bad bitch. Okay. We is fun to be around. I got a smart mouth. And we is pussy. Okay. I'm not on my mega shit right now. So. I am not as uh, welcoming and accommodating as. Uh, some men would prefer. I'll start there. So I walk in, walk into the bar. And I'm out of my black ass business. And uh, I see an empty space at the bar. Like, cool bet, cool. I'm going to sit right there. And as I walk up, um, and I'm a, I'm reaching for one of the chairs, and uh, I'm going to call uh, this, this part is called Little Man Tate and Friend. Okay. So Little Man Tate walks up to me like we are chest to head because he's shorter than me. And I'm trying to move the chair, but okay. So we are face kind of like face to face. So my right hand is on the chair because the bar is to the right of me. He is standing kind of in front of me. So he reaches out and he is touching. He, he touched me. He has his hand on my left arm, my, my, my left bicep. And he's attempting to talk to me and tell me how beautiful I am, which, okay, thank you. And, uh, God damn, 
is what he said. God damn. God damn good. Now, remember I just said he had his hand on me, right? I do not know him. I've never seen him a day in my life. Never met him before. So what I said to him was, uh, I, I laughed. I had a smile on my face. But I know he could hear the tone in my voice. And I said, Nick, if you don't unhand me and turn me loose, why are you touching me? I do not know you. Why are you touching me? Oh, I don't mean no disrespect. I don't mean no disrespect. But, but didn't you just disrespect me by touching me and I don't know you? Okay, you know what? Maybe there's a different version of disrespect than what I understand. So I was like, can you, excuse me, you know, I'm trying to switch these chairs out. You know, I'm trying to sit down right here. So he touches me again. I was like, for real, my nigga? So you're going to touch me again? Hmm, okay. So he was like, God damn, you mean. And I was like, mm, am I? Am I mean? He was like, calm down, calm down. I said, as long as I'm smiling, you good. When I stop smiling is when Houston, we have a problem. So as long as I'm smiling and I'm talking shit, we all right. We, we, yeah, we okay. So at this point, I'm still smiling, but I'm talking shit. Because unfortunately for women, what we know is, is that we have to try to de-escalate, de-escalate situations as quickly as possible because you never know how a man is going to respond to rejection or how he's going to respond to a, a a tone that he is not comfortable with so on and so forth with me being the height that I am and uh my direct tone I like how I did that um I am used to um combativeness and confrontation from men Based off of my height alone, I'm tall. So there are a lot of men, especially those who are shorter, who are a bit intimidated by the fact that I don't let up and I'm not easy. Oh, God damn, you're making it hard for me. Why should it be easy for you? Is that my, that, you know, that's my response. Why, why, why should it be easy? But okay. Fast forward. He's still talking shit. He's still passing by me and like touching me. So he's, he done rubbed his hand across my back. He's touching my, you know, like my, my side, where my, where my roll would be, my little side roll would be. And he's just, he's just a little bit too handsy for me. And I'm trying not to get upset and lash out because I was there maybe 20 minutes and he had already touched me way more than I was comfortable with. And I had already told him, God damn nigga, why the fuck do you keep touching me? Like I've asked you to stop touching me. Why is that so hard for you? And every single time I asked him to stop touching me, his response was, I don't mean no disrespect. I'm being nice to you. I'm a gentleman and you just being so mean to me. And I said, well, if you were being a gentleman and if you didn't mean in disrespect, why do I have to keep asking you to not touch me? 
Oh, I'm just I'm 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 just a touchy feely guy. I don't give a fuck about that nigga. I don't know you. So now here comes smart ass. Now here comes the oh, this the game you want to play? Well, my nigga, we can play this game. So he touched me. He he had his hand on my lower back, and I was like, "Get the fuck off of me!" God damn! This is what he doing. So he sits down, and he was like, "Oh, you don't want me? You don't want me, huh? Oh, you don't like me like that?" And I said, "No, because you don't re- you don't reach the height requirement." And he was like, "Wow, damn, that's fucked up." So remember, he's with his friend. So his friend is a taller guy. I don't know how tall he is, um, but I know he's probably taller than me, maybe 6'2", 6'3", somewhere around there. So little man Tate tell his homeboy, hey, man, it's, it, it's, on, it's your turn. I need, I, need, I need some help. Help me out. Help me out. It's your turn. So little man Tate said, what you mean it's a height? I don't meet the height requirement. He was like, how tall are you? I said, you know how tall I am. We were standing chest to chest ahead you know that i had to bend down to listen to, to to hear what you were saying right and he was like how tall are you i said i'm six even so both of them said stand up i said fuck no i'm not standing up i'm not on display for you niggas i'm six feet tall i said what i said either you believe that shit or you don't little man if nobody else knows it, you do so little man getting a little upset well, anyway, so me and his friend, we just, you know, talk shit or whatever, but it's, it's friendly. It's not, you know, I'm not coming at the friend the way that I'm coming at little man Tate. Cause sir, you done violated me in all aspects and I have no niceness towards you at all. None whatsoever. So every time you speak to me, I'm giving you my ass to kiss and I'm giving you tone. I'm giving you smart ass mouth, eye rolling, everything. Okay. Well, Little man Tate was diverted. His attention was diverted to one of the little waitresses. So I was like, yes, uh, good. I'm off the hook. Now, little man Tate had offered me a drink and I declined. He asked if he could sit down next to me and I said, no, I I don't want to have a conversation with you. Like, I don't know where you're going with this, but I'm no. And that's what I said. No. And I didn't offer any excuses after that. It wasn't a no, but it was a no. So his friend asked me, like, how tall are you? Six feet tall. He was like, oh, okay, you got kids. So his friend came and sat down next to me. Now, both of these gentlemen had wedding rings on, which I could clearly see when I walked in. Remember that part. Friend come and sit next to me. We talked about sports and our children. That is it. We had a nice adult conversation with no touching about sports and our children. Well, little man Tate did not take too well to that. Now, I don't know how long they had been there before I showed up, but I could tell little man Tate was more than a few drinks in. So little man Tate. Okay. So the friend is sitting to the left of me. Little man Tate came and sat to the left of his friend. So little man Tate says, we're going to the strip club when we leave here. You want to come with us? I said, no. He was like, God damn. God damn. You just talking to me any kind of way. I was like, why? Because I said, no. I don't want to go to the strip club. 
what? No, I don't want to go to the strip club. And he was like, well, let me buy you a drink. No. Oh, oh, oh. So you'll let my boy buy you a drink, but not me? Yes. Damn, that's fucked up. Okay. So I'm getting upset at this point. So I'm trying to like stay as cool as I can. Well, little man Tate is really riled up at this point. His voice is starting to raise because I keep saying no to him. And he doesn't like that. He doesn't want to be told no. He's upset that I'm not complying, that I'm not welcoming his advances. So then he says, um, God damn, you so mean. You just mean and hateful. And I said, and yet you continue to speak to me. So clearly I must not be that mean and hateful. Because if I was, why are you still trying to talk to me? I'd like for you to stop though, but you won't. And here we are. So he said, why the fuck you come out the house then? You, you, I mean, you know, you fine as a motherfucker. What you, what you think you ain't going to come out the house and get touched and, and, and holler that. And I was like, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. While I may get hollered at, I, I definitely do not expect to be touched by strangers. That That's one thing that I would prefer not happen. But clearly you don't give a fuck about that. You, you, you're going to touch people who keep telling you not to. And he says, you need to stay your ass at home then. Stay the fuck at home. Then don't come out of this motherfucker. And at this point, I'm just looking at him like, oh, okay. I mean, I didn't even say anything. I'm just looking at him. Because now he's getting all riled up. So he says to his friend, like, she mean as a motherfucker, ain't she? And he said, no, she not mean to me. She she hasn't been mean to me. And he said, oh, God damn, that's fucked up. That's fucked up. So, so, so you going to be nice to my homeboy, mean to me? Yes. Damn, that's fucked up. I said, no, really it's not. You brought this on yourself. I asked you several times to stop touching me and you wouldn't stop. I said, you know, your homeboy sat right here and he didn't touch me at all. Do you want to know why I accepted a drink from him? Because he was respectful. If you have to keep saying, I don't mean no disrespect and I ain't been nothing but a gentleman to you, you are literally doing the opposite of what you're saying. Because if you were, you wouldn't have to say it. So now, little man Tate wants to start an argument with his friend. And he like... That's really fucked up. You ain't going to take my side. You ain't going to take up for me. And he was like, no, like, nigga, you wrong. She asked you to stop talking to her, or stop touching her. You wouldn't stop touching her. I I, I, I can't defend that. And he's like, no, nah, man, no, 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 that's fucked up. As long as we've known each other, I don't give a fuck how wrong I am. You're supposed to have my back. And then once we get in the car, then you can tell me about my shit. He was like, oh, yeah, no, nah, I'm not that kind of friend. He's like, no, right is right and wrong is wrong. Nigga, you wrong. She asked you to stop talk, touching her and you wouldn't stop touching her. And now you mad because me and her having a conversation. He was like, nigga, you going to choose me over some pussy? You going to choose me over some woman that just walked in this motherfucker? You don't even know her. And I'm just sitting there looking like, wow. I told his friend, I was like, hey, whatever you say, it ain't going to even matter right now. Just wait till, nigga so, wait till he's sober up in the morning because nothing you say right now that shit ain't going to register because he too riled up. He drunk and he mad because he, he not getting his way. So now he's acting like a toddler 
two-year-old having a temper tantrum because he cannot get what he wants from me. So his friend said, he said, hey, man, why the fuck are you so mad that this woman don't want you? You got a wife at home. Nigga, you married. Why does it matter? Oh, man, what he say that for? Oh, nigga, you put, you choosing pussy over me. And nigga, you married to it. He was like, yeah, she know that. We ain't sitting here flirting with each other and exchanging numbers and shit. This ain't no, no flirt shit. This ain't no, no holler shit. We just two adults having a conversation. They ended up leaving, and I chuckled all the way home. But the who gonna check me is it's like, niggas, hey, 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 man, stop, okay? Stop. Stop. If a woman asks you not to touch her, do not make excuses on why you are continuing to touch her. Why can't you just respect that? Why can't you respect that boundary? You know why you can't respect that boundary? You know why some men can't respect that boundary? Because that boundary doesn't benefit what their goal is. Whatever whatever they said in their mind. Me not allowing him to touch me and not being nice to him prevented him from possibly getting my phone number and betting me, even though he never had a chance in hell. But, you know, I, I can't tell him that. You know, he, he got the confidence. You know, he got faith the size of a mustard seed. That he was going to knock down a stallion and he never stood a chance. Can y'all not do that? Can y'all check y'all homeboys? How old boy did? Can y'all let y'all homeboys know that, hey, hey, my nigga, unhand that lady and turn her loose. Why are you touching her? If you got to say you being a gentleman, you're really not being a gentleman. If you have to say no disrespect, you're literally being disrespectful. Are y'all calling y'all homeboys to the carpet? Especially if they doing that shit in your presence? I hope so. I really hope so. Anyway. I'm about tired of niggas. And um, some of y'all really make it hard for women to go outside. <laughs> now, I don't know what the man, you know, I, I don't know what the male experience is, you know, when dealing with women. I can't speak on that. I don't have no experience in that because I'm not a man. But what I do know is, is that a lot of women don't want to be harassed when they go out. Like, okay, I'm attractive. Okay, okay, like, okay. Okay, cool. I'm attractive, right? So because you find me attractive, am I automatically supposed to find you attractive? Am I supposed to welcome your advances just because you are advancing? So I don't get to be like, like, so I can't be like, oh, now nah, you ain't my type or like, mm, no, nah, I'm good. Oh, I got a man. No, no, okay. I mean, I guess. All right, cool. So we're going to wrap this thing on up because <laughs> I don't talk for almost an hour and 45 minutes. I hope you all enjoyed it. I did. I got a lot off my chest. I feel relieved. 
I feel a little bit better. Because um, Versace sweater, that shit really fucked with me. More than I realized, like, it kind of had me in a fucked up mood. Like, God damn, nigga. Shit. I'm glad my confidence and self-esteem up there because, God damn, you literally told me in my face I'm not worth all this shit based off of how you view me. Damn. And what, what happened to lift, uplifting the black queens and shit? You know what I'm saying? Okay. Anyway, in closing, you all can go ahead and start to pass the uh, collection plate around. <laughs> anyway, so um, if you want to contact me, you can reach out to me at itsthecandybagbit at gmail.com. You can also reach me on Facebook at the candy bag bit all caps or and or you can reach me on instagram at the candy bag underscore bit thank you all for tuning in thank you all for listening to me ramble and talk this shit for an hour and 45 minutes i thank you for your support I thank you for your continued listenership. I thank you for forwarding my podcast to your people. I am thankful. I appreciate you all. You all have a good evening. Have a good morning. And have a good night.